so uh, hello Spud. I was about to just go in without saying my uh, customary hello Spud. Hello Spud, how are you? Hello Tommy, how are you? Yeah, I'm getting new glasses Spud. You get new ones, ah, here yeah. we go. Yeah, I'm back to um, a person who doesn't wear glasses all the time now. I'm just a person who wears glasses for reading. What about, there's no point in getting contacts then, is there? Is no, there because glasses? I'll have to take them out then to, yeah. Mm. See what happened mm. was, I've still, Oh, I'm not going to go on too much about it, but what I ended up doing was someone gave me, actually my mother-in-law bought me, you know those reading glasses that you get that are two quid from the chemist? Oh yeah. So I put them on and I went, hold on, that's all right. Uh, and I went, that's interesting, but it wasn't quite that either. So I ended up getting my own glasses and putting the other ones over it. And I went, yeah. now we're talking. That's what oh, I'm looking no for. no way. Yeah. So um, go back to the um, optician. Maybe, maybe, maybe your optician is just the worst optician in all of Ireland. Maybe so. I don't know. He's really nice, though, and he's very friendly and very helpful. And they're all. When you ring up, um, uh, and you want, oh, hello, this is Nicole. Because, oh, Nicole, how are you? And she goes, um, I'm not having, you know, good time. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, I feel, I, feel, I feel loved. I feel cherished. But, uh, yeah, so I have to leave in my glasses um, again, get them all done. So, I mean, in two weeks, I'll have something else to complain about. But, uh, so it's, you? it's ah, yeah, me. Yeah. Come on, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, but it's, just, it's like. Uh, I haven't read a book in two months, and it's just it's getting to really annoy me at this point. Like you know, and it's it's tough. It's it's like because I can read without glasses. I, if I open a book, I can tell you what all the words are, and I can read a sentence out to you, but it's not comfortable, and uh, it's yeah, not. I understand you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I put on my glasses, it's the same. Yeah. It's not you know. So it's you know, telly looks slightly better. God, you must have about 15 books bought in the fucking meantime, do you? I have a, I have a new one coming tomorrow, which is the f I, I, I bought in celebration of uh, possibly being able to read it. Is uh, <laughs> You see that link I put up about uh, Don't Dismiss Magic, um, I hear from magic from the Buddhist tradition. No, I didn't see that yet. So no. it's Buddhist magic. It's, it's uh, So it goes, oh, this sounds awesome. You know, when you get into, like, you know now, because you're, you're fairly widely read on the subjects now, that when you get it, you find, oh, a new section of the room, yeah. the magic room. Oh, <laughs> let's get in here. Everything everything I've bought lately is either HDA related or uh, Kabbalah, uh, Hermetic, her right. Hermetic Kabbalah. Did you ever uh, look, everything. look through that uh, BOTA stuff I sent you ages ago? The tarot stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's all Ka Kabbalah stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. take it, so it might be, it's definitely what, don't... Uh, don't dismiss it. You're not dismiss it. Don't. You I know, know it comes up in that yeah. the, the the Kabbalistic tarot book. He he he's mentioned in it a good few times. So he is because he done. Um, I think he said I got his name wrong last week, and it might be kind of racist. I called him Mister oh, no. Chang. No, Mister <laughs> Chang. And his name <laughs> no. is his name Did is Mister Chang. Mister Chinaman. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a J James Chang. I was calling him. James Chang is like an actor, isn't he? I don't know. I think James I'm, 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 like I'm just going to do what the Japanese do and distance myself know, from this entire yeah, thing. So sorry to Mr. Mr. Wang. I know, but you could get away with it because you know the way D and T are similar sounds in Chinese and we just don't have that word or that yeah. tongue thing to be able to. So maybe Chang and Wang is just, a, you know, it's like Kelly and Murphy. They're very similar names. You know? <laughs> <laughs> very similar. It's you can easily true. mix them up. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to stop ordering stuff off Book Depository. Book, Book Depository is a really nice thing to have and it's cheap but you know what it's just it's Amazon and I'm going to try and stop buying stop buying is Book Depository Amazon? yeah it's owned by Amazon yeah because if you buy Book Depository on Amazon it, it's displayed as um, a fender rather than as part of Amazon yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah and, and, and they add they add a couple of quid to it as well like I've tried yeah, to do, do that yeah. buying stuff off German Amazon 
and it says it's coming from bookdepository.de. So you look yeah. that up, and then it's like 10 euros cheaper or 5 euros cheaper. Like, get the fuck out of here. Another well, good tip with Book Depository is VPN to the States, and it's even cheaper. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, but like it's like, it's, like, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, like it's, sometimes it's 50 cents, but I've got books at like 3 euro cheaper. And um, just by telling them that I live in America. I mean, it, it's posted from the UK. It's exactly the same book that yeah, you're buying. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, yeah. like it, it, it's really good because the selection of books is there. It's like, here's the last couple of ones I got, right? I got yeah. Holy Guardian Angel. That's by Michael Sessitelli. I think he's a an actual priest. Right. There's another one, Magic and States of Consciousness, Path Working on a Tree of Life. That's meant to be a bastard to read, but it's... The ah, there's lots of them. Meditation y stuff I want I want to need to do if I want to cross this fucking chasm. <laughs> York. And then there's another one which is fairly recent called Ego is the Enemy. That's Ryan Holiday. That's a fairly popular paperback thing. But like like the Holy Guardian Angel one was twenty six Euros, but like another place it was thirty odd. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh god damn it. And now I've just decided, you know what, fuck it, I'm not I'm gonna try and not buy from these lads anymore because Oh, you're but just who, who's the alternative? So who, no, who, but who just look of? around for bookshops and, and try I do, because there is a couple of ones no. that I've bought. Um, is it Mr. Meridian? Midian? Midian uh, books. And he's fit very good to some second-hand. Like, he does the main books, and then I think his wife does looks after second-hand books or something right. like that. Um, they're really good, but they're, they're more expensive. Like, you're, yeah. you're going to pay more for the same book. But at the same time... Scarlet Imprint, you're aware of them, they do an awful lot of books. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So to buy from them a Cedar book, which none of their books are, but Cedar book is 24 quid. But then to get it to Ireland, it's about another 20 quid. In that's postage. nonsense. Yeah. It is nonsense, and I, that's why I don't just won't buy from them. Because but the same exact book dear, you know? from um, one of the, um, oh, I can't remember any of the other names, uh, Treadwells, uh, mm -hmm. is... You know, it's it's twenty four quid plus three quid postage. So yeah, I mean, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but I understand, you know, independent publishers, blah 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 blah. But yeah, at the same but time, it's, it's, same it's time. just the thing about postage. It's like when I'm making the sigils and, and all that for people, like I try and put the postage down for just as little as possible, but making sure I have a registered post. Yeah, yeah. If something yeah. goes missing, you know, and you see other stuff and buying books, and you're just like, how is the how is this postage costing so much? I know how much postage costs. If it's less than a kilogram, it's X. If it's yeah. more than a kilo, and like, no book is more than a kilo. Well, no, but I suppose you know it's I mean, stuff you know? coming from the States can be quite, like the American mm. postal service is so expensive. Like, you know, like, like it's, like to send a book is like 25 quid to send from America. Like that's Crazy. not them, you know, and I can say I can send a book from Ireland like for less than five to anywhere in the world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have my things worked out now that it's about ten euros to send it anywhere in the world, registered post, as long as it's not the really heavy wood. If it's the heavy wood, then it's more. But it's grand. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I can get I can get them all once it's under a kilo. I, I can get it sent for that price. If it's over, and and they're usually coming in about eight hundred grams or that. You know, grand. So that's good. You see, that's the thing about Amazon, say, it's like, because I have Prime because, you know, why not? It's, it's, it's the amount to buy, it works out cheaper and you get free TV and all that stuff. But it's like, the postage is such a huge factor in it. And when it's free, and the same with Book Depository, it's free, it makes a hell of a difference. Yeah. That you would even, like, there was that's one... A, that's how they get you, though, isn't it? Like, you want to support your local man, <sighs> local book book people, book booksellers, bookshops and that. And then these... Oh, no, you hate giving money to Amazon. I hate it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. really do. But it's the thing that gets me, and I mean, this, there's obviously a logical reason for it. So if you, there's a, like, 
I was getting, say, um, an optical lead for my sound, for the sound on the computer, and I'm then and it's twenty quid in the guy around the, the thing. The exact same lead is a tenner on Amazon. Mm. So like he could order it off Amazon and sell it to me for fifteen and still <laughs> he probably make it probably is Tommy. <laughs> I know, but like I mean, it's just. Oh. He but I mean, I know he, uh, he he has, you know, rent, he has all of this kind yeah. of stuff that, but I don't know. Yeah. Amazon anytime, is, is any, as big as it any, is because any, people Anytime use you go it. to a mechanic now, that's what happens. You know, really? you go to a mechanic, they need a part, they have to order it. They say, no, 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 you tell me what you need, I'll order it. Right. You know? uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and I'll come back then when I have it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, so yeah, you know yeah. exactly, same, yeah. Same thing. But, um... Yeah, uh, it's just uh, I was just reading stuff about Bezos a while ago and just like how incredibly rich he is, and it's just like, stop, stop giving yeah. this man money. Doesn't it's not that even that he doesn't need it. It's just that it's pointless to give this man money because the money you are giving him is just a, a not not even a drop in an ocean type of thing scenario. So I don't know. Just if you can. And uh, it's not people, a weird one as well. Yeah. I don't know about you, but like I used to buy tons and tons of secondhand books, and it seems that like stuff like AB books has gone like fairly expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, it's unusable. When did that happen? Yeah, I don't. Know, the last couple, well, last few years, and anyway, I used to be. This is great. This is great. Even the secondhand section of Amazon, and you know, Evil Amazon, all that is very expensive now as well. Yeah. But if you go into, I've noticed if you go into secondhand, you know, like chapters in Dublin. And yeah. the whole second floor is a second hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only about a quid, one fifty cheaper than the the uh, the full mm. price down, like equivalent downstairs. Like, I don't know. The best ones are remember some Vincent de Paul bookshops that you, you know you just have the back <laughs> of the you go out, you know, trudge through all the the second hand clothes. And get these. There was one in the dock that was like the, a huge big back section, all you know, properly ca properly categorized now, and it was great. And you know you'd you'd still get some occult books and all that. It wasn't all just your Mills and Boons and you know your equipment. Yeah. Or you you know always get it was really funny if any of the Harry Christians were about in town. The next week you'd always get a load of Harry Christian books. <laughs> <laughs> I got I'll take them. Thank you. Oh good, yeah, nice one. Did you see my little magnet thing I did for? At, uh, yeah, CNN yeah. Discord, that's cool. You want me to tell you about that? What it is? Yeah, I do absolutely. Because like no one has a clue what they are. So basically, you get um. Uh, you get your 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 your, your thing of water, all right. Uh -huh. It gets your jug of water, and we have one of the ones that has a has a filter in. So you fill it up overnight, and then you drink it out during the day. It's supposed yes. to it drops down quickly through. Most it's that the Brita thing, is it? Yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah. most people have them now. So I made this oval, um, cut out of wood, and put a couple of sigils on it for Tina. But on but on the left and right side, you put in um two longish uh, magnets, and one you have faced up. Well, they're both face up, you idiot. But one is the north faces up, the <laughs> yeah, other is yeah. the south faces up. And so you put your water over it and you can keep it for like whatever, 10 minutes, an hour, four hours, whatever it is. But apparently there's research uh, done, particularly in India, how if you magnetize water, it gives it a kind of, um, uh, you can't say a charge, but it's meant to be very good for you. It's, right. it's akin to, uh, I've also found that if you drink from a copper, uh, uh, jug or vase or whatever it's it's meant to be very good for you as well uh, well that would make sense in that you're getting the elements of copper and that kind of stuff kind of yeah but also with the copper it's supposed to neutralize 
bad stuff in it. But you have to, it, you can't just pour it in and then drink it. You have to leave it for right. at least four hours. And is this um, actual science or woo science? I'm up for both. I'm okay no, no, the, the magnet stuff, I found stuff on, you know, acad, acad, academia.edu. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. So I yeah. found a couple of papers on that from Indian uh, researchers uh, looking into this. Um, because, you know, they, they, they have a massive problem with filthy water. People sure. drinking bad water and getting sick over there. So they've done research in it. And what they do is they've put magnets on uh, water pipes around towns and around like irrigation places for animals and stuff like that. Right. And they said that the results are that, yeah, yeah, the water is much better for the animals and for, and for people uh, after it's this. So this comes, it, 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 this, these things are around for, for ages. You can get them on a Etsy and all, but people usually sell them as a plastic thing with right. magnets in it. But like, obviously... You know, if you have a piece of timber, it's more natural. And then I'll put, you know, cool sigils on it that are made from the readings that I do with the people. And it just means something. And it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like I'm making one for Aga now at the minute as well. And uh, <laughs> that's why I was a little late because I was messing around with my chainsaw. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's awesome, man. I love chainsaws. And um, Joe, my friend Joe, he's an artist in America. He said something on Instagram. I put up a photo of the day I got the the chainsaw wasn't put together and he, what did he say he's like be very very careful with that my friend a very funny man with a very dangerous tool <laughs> and I was like oh I want that on my gravestone <laughs> you should have that as your tagline on your website <laughs> yeah so that's, so that's the thing I made for Tina if anyone else wants you know get in touch with me if you, if you want there's more there's a photo of it for people uh, it's in the discord and I'm sure Tina put it up on her yeah. social medias, but like, yeah, let's not give out Tina's social medias on the on. podcast. They're cool, but like, I, I mean, I it's did, on like, your I, Instagram, I, is it? Which? Is it on your Instagram? And I'll put it up later, so I will. Yeah. I need to write something about it as well. But like, it, I mean, I didn't know anything about this until Tina told me about it. And then just from looking into it a bit more, uh, like, it's okay, it's definitely woo, but there's like, there's definitely some proper hardcore science to it as well so yeah. yeah I think and what harm is it you put just put your water on it for a while and then drink it and you know it's good it's better for you than it was like an hour or two ago it know? reminds me though that the reason why I asked is that we uh, rather than proper science is that um, there was a big kind of fad a while ago where people were like getting these torches and they were very expensive torches and you would shine you were meant to shine it in your water and it was activating your water the spiritual right. essences or something in the water yeah. and even Stuart Wilde my uh my hero, uh, he got in a bit on that game in 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 the, the later days. He got into some fu dodgy fucking areas, man. Yeah. Uh, but he was like selling these torches and stuff like that. And like, um, but I mean, like some people swore <laughs> by them. But like, there's a thing mm. now that's kind of big in woo, and it's that water has memory. And there's some documentaries and stuff on 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 YouTube. Maybe we'll watch one eventually. Oh, well, we did talk uh, a bit about this the, that when we were talking uh, when we were looking at that. Terrible superhuman documentary. <laughs> yeah. So it's this thing that water has has a memory and it's conscious or, or sentient. But if you look into it a bit more deeply, it's that when you freeze and unfreeze water, it does so in clusters. Okay, but the clusters are so like it's smaller than that. It's nanoseconds and smaller than nanoseconds. Whatever that word is, I have no idea. So they know. So like nano, for, us to call it, for us to call it memory, we can't really do that. But like that's not to say that on that level, maybe it is memory. But for us to say that it has a conscious, sentient memory and it can be like some people say that like water is like a supercomputer. Like, nah, 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 come on, oh, yeah. don't go that far. 
you know there's something in it all right that we don't quite understand yet but it's not it's not it's a not memory bad. in the way yeah. that we would think of like even say like it can be proven that like plants and stuff have a memory like it's much a lower lower form than that you know so i suppose yeah. it's what rupert sheldrick that whole thing where he's talking about habit that the universe runs on habits rather than yeah. you know it's the, or that kind of uh if something happens once it's yeah, more yeah, likely yeah, to yeah, happen yeah. again yeah that, so this cluster kind of thing. thing in the water it's mm. it's a behavior not 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 memory yeah you know so. but again it's, it's all semantics because like you know you know, you have uh, things like, say, behavior, or you have uh, memory, or, you know, what the innate kind of stuff. What's the thing that, um, oh, my brain and its inability to remember words. Instinct? You know, instinct, thank you, yeah. You know, like, and you're going like, well, what is that as well? And we kind of, it's another kind of word that we kind of throw away in the same way as placebo. Or oh, that's only placebo. Let's ignore all the magic that is placebo. That's only instinct. Let's ignore all the magic that is instinct. People come at, people and animals arrive here knowing things. Yeah, but it's instinct. Don't worry about it. Just put it over there. It's fine. But doesn't instinct come from a, uh, it's like a, uh, like I don't know the way I had it explained to me was it's genetic memory because something has been done for so many generations that your gene that your genes have developed the memory of it yeah probably like yeah but there's also then like uh, where does that end and where does that you know does it, does it can, can you you know this whole idea of inherited actual memories where yeah. you can have like the um, more than just the traits of your grandfather but you could have like if like I started a book about this and I had to stop because I go, this is way too woo for me. But it was like <laughs> saying that if, yeah, that it was, he was going on. I was all about in, in, I wanted to know about this whole thing of inherited, more than just, in, you know, your genes, but like say, you know, he's very like his grandfather and he never met his grandfather. So, you know, right, but, yeah, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. personality, you know, or, or, but that can have, like my wee man's very like, um, finesse his dad in the way, like he even kind of walks like him and stuff like that. But you can understand <laughs> that because he's, you know, he might have seen him. He might be, um, he course, he might have seen him. He's seen him once or twice, obviously. <laughs> uh, imitating him, that kind of thing. But, you know, that happens when they don't meet, ever meet the grandfather. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, so it's something in it. But anyway, I was reading this book, but he was going on about this kind of thing very quickly. Uh, that, you know, his grandfather's had a, you know, his wife said something to him and there was this kind of, uh, there was a big trauma or something, blah, blah, blah. And now he had that trauma and I was going, stop it. You idiot! You do not have trauma from your grandparents having an argument. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. Carl Jung <laughs> oh, really? would say you do. Carl Jung yeah, would say but you like, do. Yeah, but like, but, hmm. but but like, it wouldn't just be an argument. It would have to be like he was in a car accident, and then that carries on through genes. This trauma. That's what Jung. Yeah, okay, does he? Because like, maybe I dismissed that book a bit too quick. Then, but it just seemed yeah. that kind of seemed like a ludicrous type of thing that I could be afraid of flying because my grandfather had some sort of incident in an airplane. Yeah, Is that, yeah, yeah. that, that could, could be a yeah. thing. That could be a thing. Mm, okay. Then, yeah. Mad, isn't it? I take it all back yeah. then. Who was the I, book by? It wasn't Ted Andrews, know, I, was it? Uh, no, it was, I'll find it at, uh, mm. in Audible. It's one of those things, you know when you return a book in Audible, I've only done it a couple of times, but it stays in your library. But you can't actually play it. It's just there going, remember me. You, you, you rejected me. <laughs> it's like it's like the girl you said no to at the school dance. Mm. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> you see her for a fucking 20, uh, the next day of your life for 20 years or something. Um, no, I, came across, I just mentioned Ted Andrews because he has a book on how to... Um, 
how to develop or how to how to know about your past lives or something like that. And I know him because it came up in that um oh what's the book I'm reading? The Blood of the Angels, is that it? Blood of the Saints? What's it called? Blood of the Split, yeah, Blood, Blood of the, of the Saints. Saints. First one of the Urn trilogy, isn't it? No, the Urn is the second one. Yeah. What's the trilogy called? Baptist Head. Baptist Head. So he comes up in it because uh, I think Alan Chapman mentions there's this uh, uh, Llewellyn, 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 Llewellyn Press are dog shit. They're horrible. Yeah, They're Llewellyn, Llewellyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Llewellyn. Think of your man, that home decorator, dude. I know, I, I can't, it's a Welsh name and it's, I don't know, maybe yeah. it's the Irish Celt in me is just going, <laughs> <laughs> There's some trauma there, Tommy. There's some fucking trauma <laughs> what, what, there. What, you know, with your grandfather, what an issue with he <laughs> with Welsh people with in Welsh. a car <laughs> arguing with his wife. <laughs> do you do that thing up in Loud where everyone called Walsh and uh, we called Welsh in Wexford. You just don't right. do that. Do no, we do. Everyone, that, everyone no. that's a Walsh, W-I-L-S-C-H. But it's the same as, you know, Jack uh, Lukeman. Yeah. His name's actually Lockman, L-O-U-G-H-M-A-N, oh, okay. but they pronounce it Lukeman in okay. the area. So it's mad, like, it's, 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 yeah, it's mad stuff. Weird. But there, it's like, uh, I suppose, Kyo and Kehoe, and, you know, but obviously Kyo's right, though, and people who call themselves Kehoe are wrong. Kehoe, yeah. <laughs> it's not Keyhole. No. it's Kyo. But anyway, here's an so, interesting one for you. Just uh, you here, know, you, uh, you Dylan Moran. This? No, yeah, no, 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 yeah, he calls himself Dylan Moran. That's ah, interesting. No. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He introduced himself as Dylan Moran. So there you go. Anyway, oh, enough of that. Um, come here. They were saying uh, about the Ted Andrews thing. Was yeah. um, he was saying that Llewellyn Press is crap and they they publish an awful lot of bullshit, woo, and terrible stuff. But he said he found he found this. Um, he was having trouble with the Kabbalah, just like I was as well and he he found this book by Ted Andrews it's called Simpli- Simplified Kabbalah Magic and he spells Kabbalah in a real weird way as well as K-A-B-I-L-A and hardly right. anyone ever spells it that way but yeah I, I got that it's like a 200 page fucking PDF or something and it flew through it and it just clicked right. totally got it like it's fucking it's, it's so well uh, put down because you could spend years reading it it's like fucking or being introduced to a new Bible or something. Oh, yeah, God yeah, yeah. almighty. I can't wrap my head up with this. And it's so out there and weird. Like, well, this means this because the letter that means that. And then, but also, if you look at the letter this way, this might also mean that. Which means that it's part of the Archangel this. And the Archangel this is a, is the boss of this realm. And then this <laughs> realm connects with this realm. And the tower card you need to read for this is that. But it depends on the... Ah! And the at the end. But all of this changes dramatically <laughs> yeah, if... Yeah. And you go, no, don't change it. I don't even get this. <laughs> So the point is, if if you want to read a bit about, about the Kabbalah from a very easy and simplified thing, look up Ted Andrews' uh, Simplified Kabbalah book. It's very cheap. Oh right, okay. you can get it anywhere. It's it's good and it's it's uh, there's a there's a bit of a mad thing at the end where he goes oh, into I've got worried, you know, into yeah, why, those um, Jews, those pesky Jews. No <laughs> uh, no 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 no, not about the Jews. Um, what's he talking about? He says why uh, the Buddha was the four. He explains why the Buddha was the forerunner to Christ because the Christ consciousness came about because of... Oh, I don't really remember it now. That sounds very theosophical. I yeah, have yeah, to say. yeah, 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 yeah. And there was... There, actually, there's a bit of racism in it as well. He says course, that the, of course. He says that yeah. the right... Standard, the Western, as standard. <laughs> yeah, he says that the people in the West who followed his Western magical tradition, they like to use uh, logic more than our uh, Eastern counterparts, which I didn't like that mm. at all. Yeah, yeah, there's a kind of a, an undercurrent of uh, yeah. you know, of uh, let's not let's not put the, the dark skinned people on the same level as us. There, there was, 
kind of weird. But like they're so far ahead of us when it comes to like magic and woo yeah. and absolutely, you know, yeah. Us and our fucking logic idiots. <laughs> you know, fuck logic. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was saying uh, be- before we started this. I was uh, what, listening to a bit of Albert Camus or Camus, if you want to be like that. But uh, but he was saying that uh, logic only has its, uh, its has limitations. But uh, we in the West have yet to discover that you know. That's true. We kind of think mm. become kind of you know have this global or this uh, group think that you know logic is the we're turning into Vulcans only we're realizing it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Mm. I don't know. The more and more I get into this, the more I keep finding the non-duality comes up the whole time. You yeah, know, it's, it's always, the, the always, most recurring team. I wonder. But I mean, like that, that's 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 another. Um, let me see. I'm speaking t- solely through. Uh, Theory, not not a personal understanding, but I would suspect that that's another kind of shadow as well. That's another blind. That's not not blind in the sense of that it's a deliberate, but it's just it's another just an analogy, it's a metaphor, another way of just looking at something that we can't really explain. I doubt it's yeah. exactly because you know non-dual. That that's a very human way of looking at something too, as well as as, mm. as dual is. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't mm. know. Like it's cool to think that like we're all one thing and all that and all that the other, but then like. You know, when like you're walking your dog and then the guy in front of you dog like shits on the ground and he doesn't pick it up and you're just like, I'm not the same as you. You know. I'm oh not. the the uh <laughs> what's your man, the marsh the mar did the, the marsh what was that thing you watched? No, but that, that's not even a the good egg. example. Yeah. It's like No, no it's a great it's, like, it's a it's a great example because that's exactly it. It's like you're going it's like you do not feel part of me in this hippie, happy yeah, <laughs> thing yeah, yeah, I'm trying to create. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, it's very, it's like you going, well, I would never do that. And I, you know, why would someone do that? Why would someone be blatantly be horrible and stuff like that? Yeah, it's, it's hard to know. Why would someone, you know, all the things that happened to us in our lives and you kind of look at it from your perspective, oh, well, I would never do that. But it's kind of even when you're thinking a bit dark and we'll go back to that because it's, it's, you know, oh, how do we say this without ex- spoilers? Right, there's a timeline in it. And people meet themselves at different points in the timeline and are horrified when they meet different sections of themselves. And there's a point then where your man goes, I remember being there looking at me, uh, thinking yeah. there was no way I would ever be that person that's standing in front of me. But yet here I am saying it. And you kind of go, right, well, there's something very clever in that, in that you're standing there looking at your man shit and going, there's no way I could ever be. But from his perspective, <laughs> ah, there it is, you know. I'd never be the pussy who picks up dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, look, I mean, I, I don't always pick it up. If it's in a forest, well, what's the fucking point? Like, you know, it's, it's just on the street. Um, also, yeah, it's the law. <laughs> I don't know. But, well, yeah, I suppose. But, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I definitely have been able to identify more with other people, though, since my whole journey, my adventures in woo-woo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trademark Tommy Kelly. <laughs> no, no, definitely, definitely. I, I am, I can, I'm, I'm not I'm nice to people. I'm usually nice to people anyway, but I'm just, a, I'm more forgiven, I suppose, or something, you know. There's a good one Stuart Wilde always talked about doing an exercise, walking down the street and just everyone you kind of meet or whatever is trying to project love into them or just kind of greet them with love or just kind of, uh, rather than, well, not scorn or indifference or whatever it is, but just kind of have a, an appreciation, just kind of for a second. And he has a visualization of you just feel like, in a sense, that you're kind of 
touch, not touching the heart, because that would have been an intrusion, but like, you know, appreciate it in the heart. And he, he, like, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, you're not going to do it all the time, but sometimes I've done it and it's going, like, that's really changed my, the more my mood, obviously, but changed my appreciation of just walking down the street and people yeah, 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 yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. It's a good thought experiment to do, because mm -hmm. I was watching something from, is his name San, what's his name? San Guru? He's popular. Sad, now. Sad Guru. Is he Sad Guru? S-A-D-H Guru. Yeah, and he has a thing guru, about, yeah. You know, if if just just try something, just say that uh, every day you're going to create uh, joy, peace, and and love, and if you just say them to yourselves as you're doing something, you can change your mood very quickly. It's like it's like like with the kids and they're fighting over some Lego pieces, ranting instead of just going in and say, "Ay ay ay, break it apart," just you know, okay, peace, joy, and love. Okay, right, come on, lads, let's let's try and build this together, or da 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 da. da, da. So it's. It's a cool thing, I, I think, maybe to try for... Maybe I'll come back and do a, a, a podcast about that, to try and do it like a thought experiment on these these types of mantras or something like that. Do it for a week and see if anything changes or, or, or longer yeah. or whatever. You know? Have you spent any time with Buddhism or Buddhism as... No, nah, I, I don't know enough about it. And then, and then I went off with the Kabbalah thing. I think Kabbalah is, 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 had spoken to me enough now that I'm right. going down that route. But the thing about Buddhism is, is that uh, that knowing whatever little tiny bit I do about it, and then there's the whole Tibetan Buddhism, which is like ah, yeah. Which is Tibetan weird. Buddhism is like the Catholics of the Buddhist world. Like that's yeah. essentially the way to look at it. It's just I think it's just because it's kind of similar to what you're talking about. It's that kind of thing. It's not the event itself that's the issue. It's a reaction to the event. That's yeah. that's kind of. And if you cannot have that reaction to the event then you'll be happy. I mean that's obvious. If you're sitting in squalor and you can go, I'm sitting in squalor, or you can go. Right, I'm sitting in squalor. And you know, it's it's hard to do and it's but you know that if you said, Well if I can if I if I could make myself feel good about the bad stuff that's happened to me, I will feel good. And I mean it, it, it there's kind of a there's part of me that's going, well, that's a bit shit, isn't it? Because obviously, but like the <laughs> challenge is is in, you know, dealing with the thing. But I mean it's it's a, it's a, it's true. If you can make yourself feel better about the shit things that are happening, then you're gonna feel better. Yeah. But, but like mm, is that you know yeah. But it, it, is, it is true, and we can definitely can say that um, it's our reactions that are the problem, not necessarily the events. Yeah, 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 of course. In ninety-five percent of our world, the five percent probably, you know, it is outside forces, and there's just very little you can do about it. Like, but yeah. that's that's the planet. That's where we live. Yeah, I agree with you. Here, I was going to ask you for some advice, but I think maybe we'll leave it till next week because we're half half an hour in now, aren't we? Oh no, we we we're, we've used to go half an hour, but now we're about forty minutes before we uh, actually talk about what we're meant to talk about. I, I don't know. Wait, I'm having a bit of an existential crisis with the whole. Oh right, yeah. Let's uh, ten minutes for existential. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's like with my with the podcast and 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 the YouTube thing. I I don't know what to do with it, man. Like right. I'm putting up stuff and just the stuff that people are listening to or watching is like the biggest thing I have is the documentary re reviews which are great because because I have under a thousand subscribers it means I can use clips from documentaries and I don't get fucked over right. but even okay. even if I had even if I had over the thousand I think I would do it anyway and just say you know what this is uh, what's the word that they have um, because something is news uh, you can use it uh, oh it? um <laughs> Uh, free, not free. Uh, fair usage. 
fair usage. Yeah. So because it's a review, then you can use stuff. I think I would do it anyway because I don't. You don't. I, I have no interest in making money off of YouTube. Rick you Beato know? says if you use less than eleven seconds, you you get away with it. So. Right. Yeah, but you can't really do that with documentaries. Well, no, no, you could do it with documentaries because what I was doing was like, <laughs> in the middle of a conversation, just going, and then he said, <laughs> <laughs> and then it followed. <laughs> well, that's exactly what NPR podcasts sound like. They're fucking yeah, yeah, awful, yeah. so they are. Mm. But um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, just I, I think I'll just stop and just change, start again, and just do a Spud Murphy pod or Spud Murphy YouTube channel, and it'll just be everything because I think I've changed too many times, man. From going from comedy to going into kind of journalistic stuff and documentaries, where now it's just fiction and it's just all over the shop. But why not just you know? rebrand, like rather than because like I mean, why not keep the thousand subscribers that you have rather than trying to build it up again? Because I'm sure there's some there that's just gonna just. Subscribe straight over to the new thing. Yeah, just get already, a, a, rid of Atletico Spudland, go back to Spud Murphy, and just start again. Yeah. Well, then what? To, you'd have to migrate the podcast, then, wouldn't you? Because like the podcast at the minute is on the Comedy Cast website, which is long gone. Do you know? So I'd have to right. So explain on. what's currently on your on your channel. Uh, <laughs> maybe we should talk about this after. The people yeah, really care about this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sound. Yeah. yeah so let, let's let's talk a bit about the tech technical side of uh, having a podcast. <laughs> people care about that. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. Joseph Campbell, Spud. Joseph Campbell, yeah. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? And I know I've said this some about someone on the podcast before. Wouldn't it be great though if he was your granddad? Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, want, you just want loads of granddads. I want loads of granddads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good memories of granddads. You know, granddads yeah. are oh, were nice, and none of them touched me. So <laughs> 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 that's always a good thing in Catholic Ireland. You know, yeah. none of your old relatives touching you. Yeah, they didn't abuse me in any way. It was like a, it was like a, it was like a really unique relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Only a bit of emotional trauma, but you know, yeah, everyone no. does that. His know. granddad was in this car crash, right? With this, he was arguing with us. <laughs> he got it to me, and I got it to me. Uh, what did we watch? Well, I watched the uh, firstly last week. We were meant to talk about that one, Finding Joe, that documentary, which is a couple of years old. And then I watched the documentary you sent me, which was from 1987, which was more of a, about actual, about Joseph Campbell, rather than about a kind of a new age guy <coughs> approach to uh, yeah. his thoughts. And then it's I started getting one. into his uh, mythos and I've watched about the first, I think three or four episodes of the oh, first okay. season of that. Uh -huh. um, I, I know, what I realized is I know very little about Joseph Campbell. I kind of thought I had an understanding of him, but he's a far more interesting character than I, not if I was gonna say led to believe, because no, no one's going, Joseph Campbell's not an interesting <laughs> character. <laughs> From my just not looking into it. But he, he's, um, he's way more opinionated uh, and way more, um, I suppose, I thought he was just kind of a really kind of nice, I don't know, kind of, you know, a bit like that guy does the painting. What is his stuff? Oh, Bob Ross. Bob Ross. I thought he was more, yeah. you know, oh man, you know, let's happy, happy. But he's not. He's like, no, no, this is it. Let's get, you know, he's like, a, <laughs> he's a bit like, I suppose, your man, like, um, Mr. Rogers. You know, that kind of, not that I know much about Mr. Rogers, but that kind of a, has that thing. He reminds me a bit of Jordan Peterson as well, I have to say, without, <clears> you know, the, which what I would assume that Jordan Peterson has watched an awful lot of Joseph Campbell. I'd say that's yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, Kind of. Without he wouldn't be as confrontational though. No, he definitely no, he doesn't no, have the. Like, you know. He has a, he has a more. He's not as intense. You know that kind of Jordan Peterson yeah. kind of stare into the abyss when he's talking. <laughs> doesn't have that at all. You know. You've probably no. not read the Gulag Archipelago. You know, so he's, he hasn't been horrified by uh, the Russian kind of landscape. <laughs> I'm sure he has read it. <laughs> he's sure he has read it. 
There's um, um, come here. I did the second one though. I think what was it? I think it was just called Joseph Campbell. That was a PBS one, so that was put uh, out on, on telly, and it's from like 1987, and. Uh, it's hard to get, so if anyone wants it, you know, get in touch. <laughs> yeah, it um, took you. It took you what seven or eight Google pages to find geez, it. Jeez, it took forever, hours and hours and hours looking for that. So um, it's on. It's on Prime America, though, right? Yeah, Prime America. It's on. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one it's yeah. on. You can't get it anywhere else. And um, but it's really good. It's uh, we were watching it. I was just it ended. I was like, oh no. Yeah, it's oh, only no, forty-five it's minutes over. or something, isn't it? Like, uh, it's an hour. But like it ends. Uh, he just gives this nice speech. He's just won an award, and George Lucas gives the. Pre-speech? What's that yeah. called? A pre-speech? Is there a thing? A warm-up or whatever? And yeah. he looks tiny and skinny, <laughs> and it's, it's like 1986 or something. He's so Star Wars, the second or the third one has only probably come out. And like, I mean, George Lucas owes all of his success to to Joseph Campbell. Like, what we should do because we never do is just tell people who Joseph Campbell is because we know who he is, and then we just because remember Safirian yeah. going. Mm. Will you just tell us who he is rather than just pretending or thinking we uh, we actually know? So you can you explain who he is? What what is so his okay? So Joseph Campbell is is best known for uh, uh, the monomyth. So he through um, studying myths, legends from all around the world, he came up with this theory that. There's really just one story. There's only one story. So for all of the Rumpelstiltskins and Beauty and the Beast and the Lion King, whatever you can think of that comes from myth or modern myth, like all the Greek myths, all the Roman all the myths, Greek all, myths, all the gods, all the yeah. Indian, Sanskrit, Irish, Tuatha Dé and all this stuff. It's all one, because it's all about the hero's journey, and there are these uh, twelve steps, uh, twelve elements involved. Most stories don't have all twelve of them. Mm. Um, that's the criticism of it like there are plenty of posts like if you put into Google why Joseph Campbell was wrong you'll find loads of stuff but the big thing that they say is well you know there's no story with all 12 elements it's like yeah well duh yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> that doesn't mean nothing um, so I don't know do you want to explain the hero, hero's journey well I, mean, I suppose yeah do explain it but um well, so, the, so the, there's. I was going to say, uh, but like, I mean, like, just if if you know the first Star Wars film, that's it. Like, the yeah, so <laughs> basically, it's uh, the you live in your normal life. Then there's a call to action. Something happens, and there's a call to action. Uh, normally, in our life, we either reject this and say, "No, I'm not fucking doing that," or else we go into it. And then yeah. you're initiated into something. And during initiation, you probably meet a, a mentor. A mentor will teach you. Uh, and then you're initiated into this thing. You're tested on it first of all, and then. You're tested again as you go along. And the culmination of this test, the hero's journey, is you go into the belly of the beast, and this is where you find out the most about yourself, and you triumph. And then, uh, the last bit then, is you come back, uh, back to your world with this new knowledge about yourself, or about the world, or whatever it is, and you tell other people, and you're a changed person because of the experience. Because of the experience. That's, that's it. That's the hero's journey. Yeah. Simple as that. But there is other elements to the, the bits that say like don't come in all things like there's there's things where there's um there's supernatural help that seems mm -hmm. to come in at some point there's a, a loss of a limb seems to be a very much a recurring thing which even goes back to like from a Wu thing uh, Odin and he had to give up his eye in order to his gain eye, the yeah. knowledge of the yeah, runes yeah, all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff or Luke Skywalker had to lose his hand yeah. and uh, Roman had to lose his hand in that wonderful comic them. Uh, by Tommy Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Which I didn't realise uh, was following. Like, I was aware of the thing. But it was only later that I went, oh, yeah, that completely follows oh, I that. Did it, yeah. 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 Which is cool. That's cool when you kind of go, oh, right, right, right. So that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he's, he, yeah, he came up with this thing and he, he was teaching it in colleges. And um, 
yeah, wrote a book on it. George Lucas picked up the book a couple of years years later and then wrote uh, Star Wars. And pretty much every big Disney movie, anyway, has yeah. followed it letter for letter <laughs> ever since. The Matrix. You know? Yeah. That is another kind of on the nose uh, hero's yeah. journey. Yeah. It's great, the, and it's it's a great thing. Like it's ruined films for me. I've told you that before. Oh yeah, I've absolutely. Before it's a Knowing film for me. That yeah. and the couple of screenplay books that I read. Excuse me, I'm drinking Coke Zero, so I'm just going to be rifting everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, most films you know follow that kind of thing, but like that is ruined. Yeah, that yeah. knowledge is ruined. ruined all like, things. If you want to yeah. ruin films for yourself, buy yeah. buy the hero with a thousand paces book. But um, yeah, I was telling you before as so well, in, in The Hero with a Thousand Faces, you don't get as many uh, uh, um, references to Native American stuff. But the PBS documentary starts out with him saying, yeah, I was mad into Native yeah, American yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, growing yeah, up. Time, so yeah. maybe it was just it wasn't as mentioned as much. Like, I don't know about you, I'm not as clued in about the Roman and Greek myths as fucking... I don't, but I don't know if most people know most of them, you know? So, well, I know I know some of them in that, like you know, and you do you know like Hermes and Mercury, you know, you know, you know the names, Mars, the stories, you know. Well, I, I suppose I know some of them because I've I looked into them. I, I know the yeah. um, the kind of the Scandinavian ones, like I know Thor and all them a bit more. Only right. that's because of like uh, Neil Gaiman's book. You know what I mean? Like, nice. but, uh, the, yeah, 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 and yeah. The different kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I would have a fake kind of, but we don't learn them at school. That like, uh, no, not here no. anyway. You know, and. No. Um, more is the pity, you think. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stephen Fry is a great book on the Greek myths um, that he's done there recently, a couple of them, uh, if you want to get into it. I'd love to know more about them, but because like, particularly the Greek gods are like, they're, they're, uh, oh, they're definitely not perfect. Yeah, they're white girls. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're great, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like more on the, on, the, on the Irish stuff as well, but I, I, I did know a lot of the Irish stuff. I still know a good bit of it as well, but that's kind of just what spoke to me growing up. Rather than the Greeks, and because I was like, "Where the fuck is Greece?" Nah, that's too hot. I'm not going yeah. there. I don't need to know that, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, no, I really, I, I really liked it. And the second, the first one was Finding Joe, which is a, a more modern one. And yeah, it's the thing, the thing I suppose about what the problem, if you want, that I had with Finding Joe, other than that, it was a very, it was in so much in the mold of like the secret or the, uh, what the bleep or these type of things were. It's trying, it's just uplifting, trying to get you to. One simple thing that will change your entire life, uh, you know, and had Deepak Chopra coming out with his standard buzzword sentence that actually makes no sense if you think about it. He so, had a good know. one, though. He, had a he good has, one. he has a good, yeah. now and again he has a good one, but like overall, he obviously writes them down and then bring, oh, will I, will I pull out this one? From the, <laughs> <laughs> what was his good one? That, uh, he said, yeah, he, I think it was during the first one, he said, um, yeah, I've written here, Deepak, exclamation mark. Dropping archetype truth bombs. So D- <laughs> Deepak says, evoke a mythical hero on watch as you get sy- synchronicities and similar trials and lessons. So, yeah, I mean, well, let's get Chaos Magic 101. Like, the, yeah, I think that's yeah. great, though. Yeah, yeah. That's brilliant because, like, we don't realize that we all have these little heroes' journeys, like, well, through our life and through big trials, but also through, like, the little trials, you know, like, Oh, I have to go to the shop later and put on a mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's make this into a hero's journey. Do you know, yeah. you go down there, you'll meet... Putting on a mask. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> maybe there's a mythical mentor you know the lady at the lady at the, at the front door who gives you yeah. your uh, alcohol sanitizer it's like oh what can I learn from this lady do you have any specials today tomatoes wonderful see be careful you don't lose a hand <laughs> <laughs> but so one of the things that I saw Joseph Campbell's thing is he had this idea of, so he had the hero's journey, but it, the thing that he's probably most known for, or even though people wouldn't associate with the name, is this follow your bliss, which is that if you follow your bliss, that you're going to get everything you want, which is not what he's saying. Um, but basically in the Finding Joe documentary, that is what they're saying. Yeah, you know, they like, twist it. They don't yeah. explain it properly at all. Because for yeah. me, follow your bliss is, is just like, what's the Crowley one? Uh, True will. No, no, not not true will. Yeah, yeah well, will. Well, true will. Do as well, so they will. Because, but yeah. the people don't understand that property as well. No, like, it's know. not a call to it's not hedonism. indulgence. No, it's not hedonism or indulgence or yeah. the land of do as you please, to quote Alamo. But it's uh, it's do the thing that you want to do that excites you with no guarantees. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. your man that we were talking about earlier, Sad Guru. Sad, I don't like saying his name like that. Uh, that's like what he's it a sad is. Sad Guru. He's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Sad yeah. Yeah. guru, he says it as well. It's like he, he talks about this thing of like, uh, uh, you know, be a volunteer. So like, don't don't expect to get paid for for just do the thing you love because you want to do it. Do it, yeah. Do you that's know, it's it. like oh, Jesus. Why aren't we told this thing in school? You know what I mean? So, oh, because well, you know, we are told this. Do you know there's the uh, leak slipper building more data centers? So I think uh, I think uh, IT would be a good thing for you. I hate computers. <laughs> no, no, but you know, if you go off and study there, you can get, you know, 27 million shekels there per quantum uh, quarter. <laughs> quantum and you'll be leap. rich and you'll be able to afford a box room in Sligo. And you'll only have a seven hour commute each way. It's it's the life of capitalism. It's going to be wonderful. Um, okay, well, can I go outside and just, you know, hit things with hammers and make art? No, 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 you can't. But I like that. No. No. Oh, okay. And then... You go hang yourself because what's the point? <laughs> yeah, but that's <laughs> it. I got, I got awful dark there. Sorry. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. I mean, well, like the, the school system is is designed to create factory workers. I've said that a million times, but that's yeah. what it's designed to make. Is like that's the whole thing. It's to give you a general level of knowledge to sit in a factory and make money for other people. <laughs> Be told like, what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. But um, yeah, you were saying that he, in later life, he regretted saying. Yeah, this, well, not, I don't know if regrets were, and this is totally secondhand, as I said, this is from a conversation that Russell Brand had with Jordan Peterson about Joseph Campbell, where he said that he changed it, that he wished he had said, follow your blisters, as in do the work. So he obviously had some, if, if that story is to be believed, he obviously um, felt that people took what he said about follow your bliss and made documentaries like Finding Joe about just, you know, just do whatever you want and everything will be fine. And yeah. that whole sentence of that, once you start doing the thing you want, the universe opens doors to you, which is kind of opposed to the hero's journal because once you start, things get really bad for a while. You know, <laughs> you know, you get in, you go to the under, you have to go to the underworld. So like following your bliss should be, things are about to get, you know, worse. Yeah. <laughs> going to get heavy. Things are going to get tough. Things <laughs> yeah, are going to get tough, get, yeah. And, that, and that's the point. Whereas with the Finding Joe thing was, you find your bliss, you, you know, you make whatever in your case, like do the wood stuff, you, the wood stuff, that's, do your carpentry or whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, and then everything will be brilliant. There'll be people coming to you from all over the world, coming to look <laughs> at you and go, oh, look at Spud, he's awesome. <laughs> and everyone will be happy and, you know, there'll be people <laughs> on top of mountains drinking Coke, all holding hands. <laughs> and this is what, like, I mean, funny, but that is really essentially what they're selling in that documentary. Yeah, and in lots yeah, of yeah. documentaries like that. Whereas what actually he was saying is that, 
no, think, you know, follow your bliss or he, he, as he may have corrected himself saying, follow your blisters as in do the work, do the thing, walk the path. And, you know, that's what you have to, in the sense of it's the same as true will in that it's not do whatever you want. It's do the thing you're here to do. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And which is very different, you know, but it, and it, well, it's different, but similar in that it can be the same thing, you know. Sometimes it isn't. You, sometimes you, you have a calling that's not necessarily, I suppose, the, it's definitely not going to be the easiest thing to do. It yeah, never is. Sure, look, I mean, it's like why certain jobs are called a vocation because it's a calling. The priesthood mm -hmm. is a vocation. You no, know, being a nurse is a vocation. You know, I, I would so even we, argue. we still should pay nurses a bit more, though, whether oh, it's vocational or not. No, but like, but I would and priests a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, tax I, them. I, Maybe tax them. I don't know. <laughs> I'd even say that, like, you know, it's stuff like car trades and carpentry and being plasters and plumbers and all that. I'd even say that's a vocation because it's, you know, I've been a plasterer for a while. It's a horrible, dirty, crappy job that's well paid, I will say. Yeah. But... Like, you need to like it. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, yeah, you're not yeah. going to do it. That's why I didn't do it, because I didn't like it. Same with being a plumber. Like, my God, like, I tried to be a plumber for half a day, and I went, nah, nah, no. nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Too much piss and shit involved in that, lads. Do you know? So, but it's a calling, and, like, you, you're not going to do it if you don't like it. Like, there's, there's no 60-year-old there's no plumber who's, like, still saying to himself, I'm doing it for the money. Bullshit. You like doing what you do. You know, yeah, that's yeah. why you're at it. You know? Or you've got used to doing it and you don't know anything else. That's the other thing, though. I don't know, Tommy. I think people would have... I think for stuff like that, for, for, for those type of trade jobs, I think you would just have, you would just have changed. Right. You know, probably... It's the, well, I'm just kind of thinking if the opportunity was there, not everyone thinks of it. But there's more factors to that because, like, I mean, if you... I suppose you have family... Pressure, societal pressure, all that kind of stuff. If you have wife and kids, maybe you're, you know, like you're not in a situation to change and all. But, but having said that, I do know a number of people who started off as, say, electricians or carpenters or whatever, who very quickly went, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, went, did something else. Yeah. But I'd say, like, my, my, my father-in-law, he's a mechanic. Among them, he was, like, in the fire brigade and all this. But his main kind of thing, I suppose, is a mechanic. And he's done that the entire time. And he's retired and he's still doing it. So what yeah. does that tell you? You know, like yeah, he's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. mechanic is fun, man, because you get yeah. to hammer stuff and cut stuff with power tools. It's great. I did a little bit, little, little bit of what do you call it? I had an angle grinder today, and it was cutting metal. And I was like, this is deadly. <laughs> <laughs> this You've is brilliant. There's sparks years. everywhere, and I'm like, whoo, I might start a fire. Ooh, we gotta be careful. It was deadly. I was cutting the thing, and then I picked it up, and it was too hot, and I got burned. And I was like, ah, idiot. Ah, hero's journey. That's the lesson. Um. The thing I got from finding Joe though isn't quite the same as you. I had a, I had a different interpretation of it. You you focused on the bliss thing, yeah. Uh, but I was the same. Like I I, I recognised the bliss thing. I was like, nah, they're not. They're selling this kind of the wrong way. They're telling a half truth. But the kind of message I got from it was that, you know, the thing about the hero's journey is that the most important aspect of the hero's journey uh, for people, like once they've once they've got through something is to share that uh, knowledge and to help other people. That's, that, that was my big takeaway from from, yeah. from it. Because like we all go through these, just whatever, just normal everyday kind of trials or, or lifetime trials or whatever. But we all go through them and we just kind of keep them to ourselves. And we don't share it and give it as advice or mentorship to, to other people. Whereas like we should because like, Ah, uh, look, I've been through this, so I like if you want yeah. some advice, I can help you. Or like, okay, nobody wants un unwanted advice. That's horrible. Yeah, yeah. And we know that. 
as being like parents of young children when other people come along and say, oh, I remember. I remember when my kid was teething. <laughs> Not a problem. Absolutely <laughs> know, no yeah. sleepless yeah. nights. Just... I went to bed one night, the next morning, he was like a fucking smiley ad for toothpaste. <laughs> they were just all there. Ah, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> you <know? Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so that's terrible. But like, you know, just if you see someone's in a bit of trouble and you've been through something, there's nothing wrong with just saying, look, here, do you want some help? I can give you a little bit of advice. I've been through something similar. Yeah, that's well, it's, it's like, I suppose, in the that whole thing of coming back, it's like the Lord of the Rings thing. It's like, it's there and back again, is the, you know, it's the, yeah. the return journey as well. And what's that um, kind of joke? It's not joke because it's not funny, but the guy who falls down the hole and he can't get out of the hole and people <laughs> sounds, passing. Sounds pretty funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> and people passing over and, uh, and you go, oh, help me. And he goes, oh, I don't know how to help you, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually some guy comes along and jumps down in the hole and he goes, why'd you do that? Now you're in the hole with me. And he goes, well, I've been in this hole before and I know the way out. So yeah, you know, it's that. That's yeah. the kind of the principle be behind the thing. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah. I suppose it is like I do remember it obviously being in the documentary and stuff like that. But I was just like I got too caught up with the that kind of stuff because I I, I got suckered into that. See, that's my problem with that. That that's my kind of a I and I've talked about that before around you know doing the comics and them and all that and kind of feeling that if I turned up then you know. Where's the doors, universe, that are meant to have been opened? Come on, why aren't you at my back pushing everyone along? Where's the people holding hands? Come on. And I think it can just lead to, I think if you've came across that documentary, I think it could lead to some very much frustrations. You know what I mean? Like it, that, that you could feel, and entitlement. There's a huge thing of entitlement that comes with that, that you just have yeah. to turn up and then, you know. I think uh, a lot of these things are, and I see a similarity here between these type of feel-good, inspirational documentaries, and 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 actually, with with the football gambling stuff that I do as well, um, it's that you're being you're being sold something that that if that yeah you're being sold something that if that if it doesn't work for you, the it's blame isn't put the blame isn't put on the person you bought it from. It's put yeah. on yourself, and I find that quite shitty. Yeah, I find that, yeah, the whole victim blaming element of woo and new age is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, it's it's because it's fine when they're going, and I suppose it's that thing, if you work hard enough, you'll get whatever you want. I go, no, that's not true, because people work, you know, in terrible conditions around the world and don't get everything they want. The work isn't enough. It's not the thing. and so it's also then, that, but that leads then to all aspects of people's lives down to if you get sick, it's your fault, which is terribly unfair because yeah. not only are you sick, but you're also people are telling you that it's your fault. <laughs> and you go, it's not my fault. Yeah, you know, and I remember Ken Wilber <laughs> talking about when his wife, Ken Wilber, you should get into him at some point as well. Uh, he was talking about because his wife died of cancer and he said that they just got so sick of people saying, you just have to let go. You just have to, you know, all this forgive or you just, and she's going, that's not how any of this works. <laughs> Stop it, please. Because it's so, it's, it's I can't let go of the chemo line. I need the chemo. <laughs> I need the chemo. I like, need the chemo. What the oh, fuck is your problem? Oh, you're just not learning the lesson. Uh, nah, sometimes it's just life, you know. It's, anyway, yeah. so that's why when, the, I, when that's kind of, because I, I fell for all that. Absolutely fell for all that. And um, so that when I see it, I go, don't like it. I, you know, so, yeah. and I find it, which is interesting because when I seen the Finding Joe documentary first when it came out, I really liked it. So that'll tell you about what 
uh, hero's journey I've been on. I've been in the, the underworld and the abyss. So that's <laughs> now I'm coming well, back and telling you good people of the internet. Yeah, yeah, don't get sucked in it. I loved it. Like the only thing I didn't like about what about it is that there's well, there's too many talking heads in it, and yeah. I don't like that. But that's a modern thing that's, in that's documentaries how it's done. anyway. That's, it. that's yeah. just the style of documentaries. It's like people now think it's better to have twenty people than five really great people, you know, but whatever. I, I'm the total opposite. Like, I'm the thing I'm working on that you're doing, the, the colour yeah. thing, that only has five or six interviews and that's all it's going to have. You know, I'm not yeah, going to yeah, have yeah. anymore because I, I don't want to. I'd rather speak to intelligent people for longer than have loads of people putting in their two cents and you don't get a full picture then of them. But anyway, um, it, it, it's done really well. It's shot really well and, 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 and the little cut scenes and all with the kids showing stuff is really that, cool which man. is a, another modern kind of how to make a documentary yeah, is you have sure, to have a sure, yeah. b-roll story happening of yeah. someone uh-huh. <laughs> yeah you're right actually yeah and the music's deadly because it's all post-rock it's all like yeah. Mogwai stuff God is an astronaut mono type stuff and I love all that so I like I mean I think you should people should look at it but uh, yeah 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 like what the two of us are saying about the bliss thing just kind of just be wary of what they're saying Bliss is and what Joe Campbell actually said Bliss yeah, was. It's definitely closer to will in the, in the telemic sense than it is to the secret, the law of attraction. Yeah, so, and I think he yeah. explains it better in, in in the PBS one that we watched. Well, that's the thing about finding Joe. He's not in it once, is there? There's not one <laughs> of him <laughs> talking. Mad, There's not it? no video yeah. of him. There's no one. It's like, I don't know. He, uh, either they didn't have the rights to do it or they didn't... I don't know. It's if it's if like, don't let him talk because he'll ruin it. <laughs> he'll, he'll be telling them things we don't want the, the people to tell. Is it put out by? I'll, I'll look it up here quickly. If it's put out by. Uh... There's a great thing in it while you're doing that. There's a, in I think it's the Mittles TV show, and that's 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 the eighties as well, early eighties I think. And he's talking about. Is the that different... the one where he's being interviewed? It's the one with Susan Sarandon, kind of. Okay. No. Uh, okay. The, uh, in between the things, kind of going. Well, is that true? Well, like, yeah, Joseph thinks it's true. She's kind of not having... Because there's a whole kind of gender thing in it, which is uh, kind of reminded me of Jordan Peterson as well, which he's just, he's very much into it. There's two genders. That's it. Um, you know, man and woman, this whole kind of thing. But there's a, um, this section where he's talking about the kind of difference between Western and Eastern um, philosophies or approaches to life. He said, if you look at the Eastern kind of stuff, there's like the, the Buddha has the raised hand and, you know, the Hindu gods have the raised hand or whatever and say, come in, come in, be part of this. Let's learn, you know, this kind of inclusionary um, belief of the world and belief of philosophy and approach to life. Whereas in the West, we have this kind of thing where we have Jehovah and even Jesus kind of same, same symbol, hand up, but he's going, no, it's exclusionary. It's pushing away. You have been pushed out of the garden. Mm. You know, it's an, so he says it's we have a philosophy of exclusion. And it's kind of, that's so true. And I mean, it's, it's yeah. very obvious to see that that's how we, we like, it's like we're here as a punishment or, you know, our real place is over there. Let's wake up from the simulation. Let's wake up from the matrix because our real home is somewhere else. You know, the kind of Christian thing of, oh, we're only here and then we get to heaven, which is our real home. So it's like we've been excluded from the joyousness or, you know, the heavenly thing or whatever, where the Eastern philosophy, for the most part, they have their, obviously their, same, you know, have some downfalls or different things. But it's like, come into the garden, come to the thing, see it. It's like, butter under the tree. Let's gain enlightenment. Let's see it for what it really is. Blah blah blah. But it, it's it's inclu- inclusionary. 
which I was going, that's lovely. And I wish we had a bit more of that in a kind of mm. Western philosophy. Because it leads to, it leads to the modern society and what, what we have and, you know, kind of ex exclusionary. Like, I mean, that, that's, that would be, you know, if there was a, a kind of a, a gravestone for modern culture we could say exclusionary yes yeah. it's sums up well, a lot exclusionary of or in individualistic <clears throat> but like yeah. you know where is the line between <clears throat> individualism and then you know the group because if it's just the group then it's that then it's the, the little man the minority is always going to get shouted down yeah. then if yeah, it's just yeah, group yeah. you know so but uh, it, like, capitalism is very individualistic and it's definitely the you know the wee guys not doing well at it either yeah, like course. you know yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's just i think we tend as human beings not to really want to help out the wee guy you know that's the seems to be our trait he, he made there was some mad coincidence in his life that he met the krishnamurti on a boat yeah 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 that was mad like, yeah you know but i mean it's, he's following into... following his own you know yeah, plan yeah, the, yeah. the whole 12, 12 thing yeah krishnamurti is very interesting character again not someone i know an awful lot about i know only from theosophy and kind of up to the point where he said, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the messiah. I'm just a very naughty boy. And, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm destroying all of theosophy. And all that. that's kind of all I knew because I was it's coming from when I was kind of looking at theosophy. But he's a very interesting kind of a guy. And he definitely Joseph Campbell met him at exactly the right time in his life, too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And then like he says, so he met him on a boat to Europe. He got a scholarship in Europe. He was studying <laughs> and then went back to America and went, yeah, I'm not working. Yeah, I know. Books. How awesome was that? <laughs> yeah. But it's kind I'm of weird. I, I, he spent all his money on books and bought yeah. like a cabin in the woods. And went, yeah, I'm going to live in the cabin in the woods for five years. Good luck. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then got a job. St. Joseph. Jo he's oh, he's wait, joining wait, our cult to St. Joseph. An absolute hero. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, he has to be one of the saints up there with uh, with Bill Drummond and uh, and uh, Rudolph. Uh, what's his name? Steiner. Um, Steiner. And the other one, Sheldrick as well. <laughs> right, St. Sheldrick. <laughs> better, better, sound better names of the saints. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They need better ones. He, um, yeah, and then he got this mad job at a at a college that was, um, I suppose, a bit like a Montessori, but for adult, not adults, for uh, people who have finished high school. Uh, well, they are adults, I suppose. Um, <clears throat> and it was that they only teach in the direction that the class wants to go, rather than having a syllabus that they have to follow. Which is you very know? Steiner. Uh, yeah, very it. Steiner. Yeah. yeah. So he took that job, and then and then that got him into into academia and then his first book was the the story about the book is bad because he was like uh he, he he was going to write a book yes he was going to write a book with, with a friend of his no sorry he did write a book with a friend of his and then he was approached by a publisher about writing another book and they said uh right what do you want to write about and he says uh yeah it's about myths and they went no nah, no nah, we don't like that okay it's a self-help book <laughs> yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. about myths and they went Fine, yeah, cool. So here's, but it's mad. They give him two hundred and fifty dollars. Then yeah. they give him two hundred fifty dollars when half it was done, and t another two hundred fifty. So for seven hundred fifty dollars, he wrote the the hero's journey. That's that's insane. Absolutely but I, insane. I assume he made some money after it was published. Oh, I must have made a ton of money from the yeah. royalties or whatever. But he but seemed like, happy enough with that. He says it was a great deal. I got two hundred fifty quid now, two hundred fifty. Or else that he was just you know tongue in cheek saying, "Yeah, it was a terrible <laughs> deal." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe I liked what his prediction for the future was. Did you Did you hear that? No, bit about no, the... I didn't. Maybe. So didn't. he said yeah. that like so he he had these two things about um that um uh myths myths have to echo the cosmology of their time so um you know the hindu 
legends and Sanskrit stuff that was of its time and so people obviously can relate to it like the myths of the two they done and are of the time or a couple of hundred years after so that people can identify with it because it's the archetypes that they know already yeah so he made this argument that at the moment there's um because the of the globalized world we're all together now and uh, we all know each other or can reach out and 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 touch the opposite side of the world with a phone call or whatever. Um, we need this one world mythology because he said he thinks that it's going in the wrong way because at the moment you see these uh, groups are kind of pulling away or resisting this and they're coming up with their own mythologies and it's just um, uh, pulling back from where we should be going. And he's, he just kind of says it won't last. It won't last. The world is becoming one community and the sooner people accept it, the better. So I think that's cool because yeah. if like I don't know like what well, maybe you could argue maybe something like Lord of the Rings would be a one world mythology because that's that's just massive everywhere and has yeah. been I suppose you could even say Harry Potter but Harry Potter shit <laughs> you know yeah but I mean yeah. even those like I mean you could probably say that about James Bond too though you know what I mean like it's yeah. just a, the popularity. But I, I think mean, they're different types of myths. Like, yeah, they are. I, I suppose yeah. the myths that he's talking about is a, a you know, a fucking massive Homer or Plato type book that has all these different myths all involved with each other and has spin-off characters and all that, all that kind of thing. And he kind of think, I, I think it's so. So his thing is basically, look, the world is coming together, but there's parts of it that are resisting it. Whereas we shouldn't really be resisting it. We should be embracing it and then and trying to make our own mythologies so that we have lessons we can follow or archetypes oh, we like can I mean I know people are going to go oh new world order blah 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 I go, like, it's, just, it's not it's new like, world order it's not new but I mean that's how mm. it is um, but yeah, can you imagine if we had the same myths as um, the people from the Middle East because in a monomyth we do we do like I mean but yeah. that's it like, I, mean, yeah. I, mean, I mean the details are obviously very different and the, the kind of conclusions we've drawn from them are, are different but it is mm. We we definitely need a better uh, <laughs> a better approach to it than I suppose we have in the West or uh, haven't. I still love the the Eastern stuff, but I mean, I guarantee if you're talking to uh, people that they have probably the same issues to have. You know, well, they, I mean, there's the caste system for for point like that, you know, for start that yeah. we definitely don't want to be taken, you know, over or whatever. But imagine we had the one, you know, as a human race, uh, as you say, like if we had a, a better version of the monomesh that we could all kind of get behind and realise that, you know, let's get into hippie talk here. Realise we're all brothers and sisters, we're all here together, <laughs> we're all, you know. And I mean, I do understand the kind of Alan Moore, well, it's a, it's a Twilight Zone episode that he he doesn't like people mentioning as well. That, you know, this, that the, <laughs> alien, the alien invasion. Has know, he ever had an original thought? I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> like he's really, he's, you know who he, who he is? I love Alan Moore. Oh, so do like, I. Yeah. But you know what it is? You know when you're in a band and there's a guy who can't write songs, but if you come in and go, oh, I have this song and it's DG and A, he just goes off and turns it into something brilliant. But he can't <laughs> do the original chord sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, who Alan yeah. Moore is, I reckon. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I get you. <laughs> so, yeah, so you his... just described every lead guitarist in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I can understand that a common enemy thing, that if there was an alien invasion, that, the, you know, maybe we'd all get together. But, like, 
we have a common enemy. I, no, I have a problem with that, you see, because I, I don't think the aliens are bad. You know no, but no, but I just haven't mean the common enemy thing. But the, the problem with the common enemy scenario is that we do have a common enemy at the moment and we're not all pulling together. So, yeah. you know, it's, it would be like, you know, oh, it's not a real alien invasion. It's, uh, you know, don't tell me that I cannot be killed by these aliens or whatever. Mm. It's the, you know, so, but it's like... I don't know. I really, I, what I know, having watched all I have, is that I'm going to be spending an awful lot of time with Joseph Campbell. Like, yeah, he's, that, he's it, a legend, you, yeah. yeah that, like, mm. there's that, that um, torrent, that illegal thing that you're probably not allowed to mention in podcasts that you sent me. Uh, it's just so much in it. Like, there's the audio, the text, the whole lot. Now, like, I mean, I'm only f- four episodes into the first TV show, the first season of the first thing, mm. and there's three. Mm. So, right, yeah. you, you learn. I, I actually haven't watched them. I only watch the stuff on the YouTube channels. The Joseph Campbell Foundation have a YouTube channel. It's very good. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's they, from that show, all of yeah. that stuff. Yeah. But they only put up like stuff in five five minute segments or 10 minutes at the most. But um, mm. no, like, he's, he's just full of fucking wisdom. He's just incredibly smart. And he's not like, he's not like professory about it that you get like some professors in college or whatever that are just so fucking in love with themselves because they know something. Oh, I know more than you and I'm going to tell you. And you're going to love me. He's just like, nah, look, this is easy. All right. Yeah. There's a myth. Just follow it. You're going to be grand, but you have to, you have to like what you're doing. Like yeah. He has a really good thing. He says transcendence is transcendent. And you're like, ah, that sounds nonsense. And then he explains <laughs> that it. That like, sounds like Deepak. <laughs> he explains it then and he's like, Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah, because yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, what did he say? It's something like, uh, I wrote here, non-duality looks like duality, but it's not. <laughs> so, all right, so that doesn't really make all that much. But yeah, just listen to him. And he's like, yeah. it's it's a bit like, the, um, I think Alan Chapman has it in, 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 the, in that book as well, Blood of the Saints. He says that like, you can't explain revelation to people because they haven't had the uh, the... The revelation, revelation, yeah, it's revelation. You, you can't explain sex to someone who's never had sex. You, yeah, you can't explain it because it's it's unknown knowledge that suddenly comes to you from an epiphany or whatever. Like, unless you undergo that, you, 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 unless, unless someone else undergoes the exact same thing as you, yeah, it can't be explained because it's a different experience for everyone. So transcendence is transcendent is 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 the same thing. It's like. Which, and he was talking about the uh, initiations as well, which I thought was very interesting. So the reason why they're kept secret is for this very reason, that it should be the first time you're experiencing it, so that you get the same experience that everyone else has got, you know, so that it's you can start understanding it on that level, or you can, you know, interact with people who've had this revelation. So it's not secret because they're hiding from you. It's so that the actual event matters, so that, yeah. it, so that it's poignant in your life, that it's a proper yeah. rite of passage, rather than, like, say... Say sex, and because it's where it's so prevalent of porn and all that stuff, we have a kind of a an skewed view of sex if you're a virgin, and then when you have sex, it would be a different experience than from someone who has it done it in a kind of a initiatory type way where all of that stuff hasn't been kind yeah, of yeah, exposed of course, and you haven't been spoiled by it. So I think that's I thought that was all right. No, but that I understand the secrecy thing a bit better or a bit of an extra element. Yeah, and to it. it's about as well. He he speaks as well. I'm not too sure if it's in in these videos, but it might might be something else to watch. He talks about the Percival and the uh, Arthurian legend, Knights of the Round Table. Oh, it is it is in us because I, I, I. So they're going in and they're looking for the Holy Grail, and there's paths in the forest, but they all decide, no, we can't take those paths. There's someone else's paths. It's like, Bing, there you are. Bing, Everyone yeah. should learn that lesson. Like you can't if you're following someone else's path, that's not your path. You know, turn around, 
walk over to the side a bit, <laughs> you know, and, and, and go that way because, yeah, if you're, exactly, if you're following someone else's path, it's not yours. And it's not going to lead to happiness because you're just following someone else's life. Yeah. That's probably why so many people are so fucking miserable. I saw something on Instagram <laughs> the other day. There were these um, four girls in a limo and they were, day glow fucking things going off and champagne. And then the next scene is like the four of them on Instagram. <laughs> Takes them. What the fuck like? Everything's so fucking fake, man. Just, uh, it's a nightmare. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm just running away more and more from social media. But like, if I'm trying to, well, I am trying to, this new website and the new carpentry wood art. I think I might, I might call it tattooing timber. Ta ta I tattoo timber. Um, <laughs> cool. Tattooing that. the timber. Um, I, I, just, I know I have to be on them. And I just, I just shit. <laughs> Everything is so fake. I just want a real world, you know? Uh, is that too much to ask for? Well, you know, Neo, uh, welcome to <laughs> the garden of the real. <laughs> okay, here we go. Before we go, before we go, we have to uh, talk about our, our diet, seeing as we talked about it last week. How you getting, Omla? Oh uh, yeah, um, I had on Friday. I Friday I had been I had lost. So I started on eighty seven, eighty eight point seven kilos. Yeah. Right. Uh, on Friday I was down to 84 and boo the weekend happened so <laughs> oh the, no I'm at, I'm, no but I'm not too what are you 96 now <laughs> <laughs> no I'm at 85 so that's 3 kilos which is I don't know how many pounds what's that 6 pounds something like that 2.2 you multiply by 6 point six and a half pounds yeah I would say 6 pounds 6 pounds is fairly good like, that's very week, good 3 yeah, kilos yeah. is good as well it is yeah. when yeah, like the next day after we started today, you sent me a photo of you drinking wine I think that's very good <laughs> <laughs> well, I drank every day except yesterday so right. I, did. Cool. I had a shot or two every night that's me, me own stuff I made it yeah yeah, oh, yeah. and as I was saying to you like, if it works it works so cool you know great that you can have the have that you know like, yeah. I mean, I'm, no like, I'm not going to this week though I said I wouldn't this week and I had some kind of cheaty days last week I had I had a, two slices of bread on. So I had four slices of bread the whole week with like different salads. I had a fucking Polish barbecue yesterday. Do you know how hard it is to have a barbecue without <laughs> bread? Oh my God. You know? And have you been uh, eating still your, your semen cakes and all that stuff? <laughs> 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 or these low no pie. Is it moon pie? Is that what they call it? No, what do they call it? They don't call it moon pie, do they? What do they call it? Oh, I don't know. Life pie, life something. It's the semen and menstrual. Blo oh my God. Stop it. That's enough. Why? Yeah. God, AIDS cakes. Uh, <laughs> how are you getting on? Yeah, yeah. Your, I'm fine, fine. your face looks slimmer. Well, I also shaved my moustache. So that might be something to do. With it. <laughs> um, it's kind of one of those. Shaved my moustache. Ah, sure, I'll try it. It's been a while. It's been about three years since I shaved it. And then I went, yeah, I look like me da. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that, no? but uh, yeah, no, the diet's been going well. Um, I've, I absolutely 100% followed, didn't break it at all. But I have to do that. You, 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 I, I know from talking to you before that you don't have to do it. I have to kind of do that um, or else it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I think uh, what's working for me the best is that uh, you're doing it as well. Because I, I think, yeah, a, that, that's... Not uh, a rival, but it's just a fucking man in arms, brother in arms. Yeah, and know? there's also a bit of a, you know, if you fuck up, then you have to kind of tell me. So there's that kind of a, a, a bit <laughs> yeah. of a, not a punishment, but a... Public shaming. A re, yeah, there's a reaction to it. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about it in the podcast, because then you kind of have to do it. Because, you know, yeah. well, you can still come out and go, ha, 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 I'm terrible at diets. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I didn't weigh myself, so I don't know. But um, I kind of feel that I'm, you know, a bit better. And uh, my trousers aren't any looser on me. But, uh, you know, that, that, that's, you know, it's only a week. 
But uh, to say, going by that documentary thing, that week two is when the energy stuff starts kicking in. Right. And you start feeling that because I remember like the second day I felt so hungover and I hadn't been drinking. I just, but yeah. not, hung, not hungover in the same way, just kind of that uh, withdrawal. And it kind of reminded me a bit of when I was giving up smoking and that, you know, it's the same, it's the same reflexes. It's the same, you know, and it's also like, well, I can't have one slice of bread because that's like having the fag and then I'll be, you know, back to 20 breads a day. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, yeah, overall, the only time I am hungry is after I eat. That, which is weird, isn't it? <laughs> it sucks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, the 10 minutes I get to eat every day is great fun. <laughs> and it's literally I that. Think, I think what I've noticed is that, and Ag has been saying it to me for years, is that like, my portion sizes are massive. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's so, my like, problem. I know, too. like, just, like, and it's because, you know, when you make food for three or four people or whatever, like, there's always some left over. Like, there's no point throwing it out. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, like, I really should just keep it for the next day or whatever. Uh, or give it to the dog now or whatever but like it's like, now I'm just like no I'm not going back I'm not going back for more I'll have a that's it and yeah you are but like just eating loads of fruit instead of you know like if I'm peckish or whatever instead yeah. of having a sandwich just but see I can't have the I can't have the fruit because I'm trying to do the 20 grams right it's just there's no can't do fruit at all like that's the hardest bit I'm finding 800 grams or 800 calories not that that's wonderful either but it's trying to work out the carb bit because you can go like say you could have courgettes you could any you know and if you did 100 calories you could have a field full of courgettes yeah, <laughs> you know the green isn't the green vegetables have fuck all in them but they're really good for you isn't that it yeah so if you eat loads of spinach all that kind of thing but the problem yeah. is you can only eat about 300 grams of courgette before you hit your carb thing and there's a thing about net carbs uh, that i don't really okay. understand that i have to look into because i because an avocado has 12.5 carbs but avocados are huge on the keto diet and i was going well how to work that out because there's this thing called net carbs, so you have to take away the fiber. So it's, it's like, you know, so when you get to the first Sephiriot and you're going down and then, you know, you have this tarot card and then you move. But it's all different. It's all different if it's half an avocado. So, so it's the same type of thing. It's the, the net carbs. So I have to look into that. So I probably Aga could was be having... Aga, 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 Aga knows all the diets. You know, right, she's okay. tried them all. She's, she's, and she knows what works for her. She's, she's great like that. But she's like, yeah, you don't even actually like need vegetables or carbs in your dinner like if you just have um fresh uh parsley coriander basil all i said like they have all the minerals that you need i'm like whoa wait hell no are we eating food like idiots when we could just be chewing herbs you know i'm pretty sure we're eating food like idiots i think like <laughs> us in the west are eating <laughs> yeah. food like idiots and too yeah. much of it fart and she was it's... like yeah if you just put this on, on on your food then you have everything you need and then so oh god okay um yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, my diet's gotten uh, like much better very, very quickly, and yeah. I'm losing a bit of weight, and I need I need to lose more. I want to. I was saying to you before, like since I got sleep apnea, one of the ways that you can beat it is to lose a lot of weight. So this was on the cards anyway. Just I'm glad of someone to help me do it. So thanks. In the second, me. in the second episode of the thing, there's a guy with sleep apnea and uh, to, to talk about it and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So. Well, there's different types. Where, like you can have it from just being. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, that's which is what he has. It's not quite. The, the similar, it's not that you know, dying ten times a night that you were having. You know, actually, <laughs> that stuff wasn't. But that. it can, it, but it can be from from just your your throat is fat, so yeah. it closes. That that's what it can be. Like some people, their tonsils are too big and it closes it, and then. But there's other people who like, like if you lose weight, like you can lose weight from your throat, or yeah. else some people's just anatomy is shit, and they might need like a someone to go in with a scalpel and hack mm. away some other 
esophagus and <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. that was hard for you. Yeah. Anyway, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> awesome.